Welcome to Nerd Cannon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Happy Pride, everybody. Yeah, happy Pride. This is our first, I think, one that, that's going to come out in June. So, you know, and fitting because this movie is my sexuality. So like many of the <laughs> others that we've talked about this season. So I hope if, you, if if that's a thing that you enjoy, go out and enjoy yourself at Pride, be safe, and get into moderate amounts of trouble. Mm-hmm. Paul, do you have a bad synopsis for us? I do. Every year, seven young men and seven young women were sent as a tribute from Athens to Minos to be sacrificed to the Minotaur. Theseus could not tolerate this and volunteered to be one of those young men, determined to navigate the labyrinth, kill the foul beast, and put an end to the tribute. <laughs> Paul, did you watch the wrong movie? Yeah, we're, we're talking about the the the, the ancient Greek... Yes, the Theseus ancient Greek the Minotaur mythology and... of yeah. the Minotaur. No? Isn't that what we're talking no. about? No, I don't want oh. to fuck the Minotaur, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we talking I? about? <laughs> no, we're talking about the film Labyrinth released on June 27th, 1986. Oh, oh okay. Oh, you remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you remind me of the babe. Right, no. Yeah. Th- this uh, reminds me of the film. Right. What film? The film with uh, the girl. With the girl. So, no, keep, going, okay. come on, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. This reminds me of the film. What film? The film with the girl. What girl? The girl with red shoes. Oh, the Wizard of Oz? You're the worst. Keep going. You have to say, I what can't. shoes? You're blowing what my shoes? mind. What shoes? I'm sure. <sighs> Did you say sure of what? what? This reminds me of that film. I can't do this with you. <laughs> I'm already half a beer in. I cannot. Come on. Try and keep up, Beth. I can't, I literally, like last time you surprised me with uh, ads to read. And now you're... Well, I have an ad for you tonight as well. Oh, Jesus fucking crap. Okay. Uh, anywho, Labyrinth was released on June 27th, 1986. Directed by Jim Henson, written by Terry Jones, executive produced by George Lucas. I just felt like I'd add that because fucking George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie. <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes was 75%. The audience score was 86%. What was your experience with this as a kid? Not the Minotaur, the the, the Bowie. <laughs> well, I was in love with this book of Greek mythology. None of that surprises me. <laughs> That's true, by the way. Uh, but uh, uh, right. this, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Again, I feel like my experience has to be talked about when we actually start talking about the specific things in the movie. So I'll wait on some of it. But this is pretty dark. And it's Muppets. And I couldn't get enough of it. So that's that's where I'm at. Now, you had some interesting an interesting comment just a minute ago. Do you want to talk about your experience? I feel like that's way more interesting. Uh, starring David Bowie's junk. Yeah. Formative yeah, yeah. moment for me. Androgynous <laughs> David Bowie is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Again, wanted to be Sarah. Um, mm. We've talked about this when we talked about Legend and some of the mm-hmm. other things that I want more than anything for the mysterious baddie to try to whisk me away. To whisk you away into the other world. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Miss part opportunity of the Miss movie, here, I'm but... just like, why? I just want to go in the labyrinth. Just let me in the I labyrinth just, for a while. Yeah. I would rather hang out with the unicorns in legend than hang out with mm-hmm. the goblins in the labyrinth, I'll say. Okay. But I do True. want to make out with really any iteration of David Bowie, I'm going to say. <laughs> um, he's really one of my my top Jareth or Ziggy? All, any, all. You got to pick one of those two things. Jareth or Ziggy? Uh Uh, Jareth. I have, remember how I made you the like religious candle? Um, I I have one of Jareth. (laughs) Of Jareth. 
<laughs> it's very good. My children um, know all the songs from this already because we sing it. And I think that dance, man, I think dance. a lot of versions of Bowie are really great Halloween costumes, but it is my dream to someday do like a really great Jareth costume. Mm-hmm. That would be peak for me. Uh, so I saw this 8 million times. I had the movie poster hanging up in my room as a teenager and oh, as, wow, okay. <clears throat> as an adult, like I... <laughs> Yes, Muppets. Yes, Dark. I watched The Dark Crystal a bunch too, but I liked this one yes. better because I don't want to make out same. with anybody in The Dark Crystal. <laughs> same. <laughs> so well, no, not same on that, but that. I, I like oh, that. Oh, who would you like to make out with in The Dark Crystal? No, no, no. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, do you want to do two trivias and a lie? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so at least (laughs) at least twenty five treatments and scripts were drafted for Labyrinth between eighty three and eighty five. The film's shooting script was only ready shortly before filming began. Number two, Gates McFadden, also known as Dr. Beverly Crusher, uh, was originally offered the role of Sarah's mother and to be the choreographer, but because of British labor laws, she was not allowed to act in the movie and only did the choreography. And then last, the original opening had Sarah playing Dungeons and Dragons and saying the similar speech and character, but it was changed to make her a more isolated character. Wow. Okay. Uh, these are all good. I hundred percent believe. Hundred so. percent believe the first one. That just sounds like true. Oh, but see, this Beth trying to get me here. There's two kind of weird ones, and then one that's just like, yes, every movie has thousands of iterations of the script and is only ready right before it's ready to go. But I do feel like I don't know. I feel like I read about extra scenes for this movie that didn't quite make it in, and all sorts of stuff like that. So I'm going to choose to believe that one. And Beth isn't giving me much. Body language yes, help yes. right like, now. What am I supposed to give you help? That's not how this game works. I have to I usually to read your description. Your your usually your, your hide facial my experience. Face. Yeah, <laughs> Gates McFadden, British labor laws and choreography. You know my background in British labor laws. Yeah, that's so. what your law degree's in, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> British British movie labor laws in the 1980s. Film laws in the 80s. <laughs> that was what I wrote my thesis on. Right. <laughs> what was the last one? Tell me the last one again. The last one is the original opening had Sarah playing Dungeons oh, D&D. and Dragons. Yeah, D&D. Okay. It's so, D&D. Fun fact, in my D&D group, we have talked for years about how good it would be to just take all of Bowie's songs, even just oh, the titles. Yeah. You don't have to take the lyrics, but just... There's such stories. Build, you could build an entire D&D campaign just if you're like, okay, let's look at all of the song titles of D&D. Okay, of, of Bowie. Monsters, characters. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's all there. Whole... It's all there. You could make oh, a I'm really killer D&D campaign just out of, this is the Bowie campaign. We've talked about that for years. I want to play that. Uh, that feels like a Patreon extra. Um. Right. <laughs> so D&D, I'm down to Gates McFadden or D&D I feel like you're trying to get me with a D&D. I'll say the third one's not not true. It's not. You got me. Um, right. But there is evidence that she plays D&D because one of the character um, guides is in her room. A blue D&D well, expert so room. so much stuff in her room. Well, we'll talk about her room yeah. more. Um, the Gates McFan thing is true, and I just remember you kind of having a boner for her when we talked about Star Trek, so I yeah, had to. true. I had to include that. You don't that. have to be so crass about it, though, Beth. Oh, yes. It's a very um, wizened and respectful <laughs> love. Did you just you... call my boner wizened? I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Did that just happen? Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I just said that about okay. it. Was, it was a doll and romantic and respectful uh-huh. kind of okay. boner. Right. Uh-huh. Thanks. If you think Super. that's the first time I'm going to talk about boners tonight, <laughs> you well, uh, don't know me. Beth, um, before we get into oh, no. more of your fun facts, would you like to, we, we, you know, first of all, we do have a Patreon, so go and sign up for our Patreon. I forget the link. Beth's going to tell you where to go. Patreon.com slash nerdcanon. Nerdcanon. It's and, just the same um, every time. But if you don't want to pay us, remember, just, uh, you can absolutely just tell your friend to come and listen to us friends. and mm-hmm. give us a review. Uh, but Beth's going to read uh, one of our ads. Uh, Beth, I just put it into the top of the document. If you want to go ahead and read the ad copy for us. Okay. Are you getting ready to move? Maybe just sending a gift to a loved one? Whatever your needs for boxing, know that we have your items covered at Bowie's Packaging Services. Our experts can pack anything from cucumber to a sausage, no matter what the size. We can form fit to include both franks and beans. Bowie's Packaging even does live animals. Pet Snake, your anaconda is safe with us. Farm shipments, we would love to pad your cock. Bowie's Packaging Service, call today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, plus 10 on, on the, the copywriter on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very well done. Um, okay, so more fun facts. Would you more like fun to hear facts. Fun go for it. Okay, the film was a box office disappointment. Grossed only $12.9 million, and it was the last feature film that Henson directed. The poor reception contributed to a difficult period of Henson's career. I don't know what a yeah, difficult period I knew about this means but okay so plot of the labyrinth is very similar to outside over there by maurice sundak um in which a nine-year-old girl's baby sister is stolen by goblins so we almost got into legal trouble because sundak's lawyers advised henson to stop production uh but the legal complaint was eventually settled and in the end credits there is an addendum that says jim henson acknowledges his debt to the works of maurice sundak there's a what there's where the wild things are is in where the, the wild things are and outside over there are in the I bedroom. I didn't see that. Okay. Yep. Uh, did you ever read that one? I haven't read that one. Mm-mm. I don't. Re- no. Maybe, but I don't really. Remember I mean, maybe it. yes, but not yeah. as much as other ones. Jareth reference. So when they were creating his look, if you will, so he references romantic figures of Heathcliff um, and the brooding Rochester, um, Scarlet Pimpernel, like the costumes were, quote, intentionally eclectic, drawing on the image of Marlon Brando's leather jacket, as well as knights, (laughs) the knight of the worms of death eating through his armor from Grimm's fairy tale, like it was kabuki theater, it was a lot of like, they really wanted him to have a look, which I feel like there's a a look. look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you Remind Me of the Babe is a direct reference to an exchange between Cary Grant and Shirley Temple in the 1947 film The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. Okay. So I, I went back and found it on YouTube, and it is exactly that pitter-patter back and forth, but it's You Remind Me of a oh. Man. What man? The man with power. Oh. What power? The power of hoodoo. It's the whole thing. So that was kind of wild. Huh. They had a real hard time. I said that they did a lot of iterations of the script. This was coming out after Dark Crystal, so they wanted to do something a little bit like lighter and more personality and more interaction. But Jones had said that, like, um, you know, so Terry Jones from Monty Python is writing it, and Jim Henson's kind of creating it, and they had like they were making different films, according to Jones. <laughs> and then like Bowie's involvement had a significant impact because it was supposed to be a musical the whole time. Um, I feel it's only half a musical. It is only half a musical. Um, They sought contemporary musicians like Sting, Prince, Mick Jagger, Michael Jackson. They ended up on Bowie. But 
it really changed like how they did it and how serious the script was. And then mm-hmm. like you weren't going to see the labyrinth. Um, you weren't going to see the Goblin King's castle like until the very end. Uh, but they wanted to cut back to him and have him sing because, you know, mm-hmm. it, just the way that he was like presenting is that they wanted Bowie. to put it in there more. But yeah, but uh, Jones considered that the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> Actresses that almost played Sarah Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter auditioned for the role, but they decided to go with an American. So auditions in the U.S. were Jane Krakowski, Yasmin Bleeth, Sarah Jessica Parker, Marissa Tomei, Laura Dern, Ellie Sheedy, um, and Mia Sarah. I know, and some that's of those funny people. because Mia Sarah instead got Legend. And those movies uh, film next door to each other. So the casting crew of both movies hung out and Brian Henson met and got a crush on Mia Sarah and later they married. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, and that's funny because she was almost in this movie. They wanted this like big contemporary musician. And so Bowie took the movie quote because he'd always wanted to be involved in the music writing aspect of a movie that would appeal to children. And he was given completely free reign, which yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is one of the most disturbing parts for me. I don't know why I have a particular thing, and I could talk about it more when we get there, but the, quote, shaft of hands. I don't even like saying that. Oh, oh, I love that. When they're making faces with the hands, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Oh, yes, that's great. So it was filmed on a rig. It was 30 feet high, and the camera was mounted on a 40, yeah, 40-foot vertical track, and Gray scaly hands. There was 150 live hands by 75 performers and 200 foam rubber hands. The math checks out. It. Oh, least. sure it does. <laughs> Connolly um, was strapped into a harness and like just was like hanging there while they were <laughs> filming. Huh. The owl in the title sequence, which I'm sure you have notes on, is the yep. first attempt at photorealistic CGI. First attempt makes sense. That's all. Yeah, right. Yeah. For an animal character. <laughs> right. You probably know this. I wanted to make this one of the like um, two truths and a lie, but I felt like you might have heard this because I think a lot of people have heard this. The contact juggling, the crystal ball stuff, it's not Bowie. Right. Yeah, I did. So know that. it's Michael Motion, and he's a, a, an accomplished juggler. Uh, and he's crouched in the, the junk region. He's crouched mm-hmm. underneath with like his arm up there to replace. But like a lot of times when they're Muppets, they can see, they have a little video screen to like see what they're doing. And he didn't do that. So it was completely blind. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which I thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, the dance magic scene is 48 Muppets, 52 puppeteers, eight people in goblin costumes. Um, and Bowie and a baby and a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> um, Sarah's dog Merlin is also ambrosius. <laughs> yeah, that, so I figured that. that I didn't. I guess I didn't like look at Merlin enough to realize. Um, speaking of doing things blind, um, to help the puppeteer inside him to see, there was a miniature video camera in Ludo's right horn that led to a small television inside his belly. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the reasons why Hoggle is always making so many moaning and groaning noises is that the actress Sherry Weiser inside could look out his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then the designer Brian Froud remembers that um, at the royal premiere, Prince Charles was the only one laughing during the bog of eternal stench. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, later they ran into each other again, and the prince, like, talked about how much he enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. I have a bunch of stuff about the room, but we can talk to it when we get to it. So, um, how was your watch? You love that owl. You love those long-ass credits. So, uh, God, the, we can agree this is a bad CGL, right? It's a first attempt. It's bad. It is not good. It's bad. It doesn't hold up at all. 
I really wish. I don't understand why they didn't just do a practical. Why they didn't just get an owl? Well, it's a Jim Henson movie. You, the rest of the thing is rubber and felt and whatever else. Just make a damn owl. Also, even if you don't get don't, a real one, just make we one. We can't film a real owl. It was just flying. It wasn't like doing yeah. anything special. I don't know. Well, there's a. I thought part of it was a real owl at one point. It, it turns into so it like flies. It's sitting there as a real through, owl. Right? Like the credit, like the word yeah, at the yeah. end, and then it like flies into it, like page turns, and then it's real, and it's it outside her window. But, does it, but why not just? I don't know. It just seemed dumb. <laughs> that was bad. It's not. I good. know it was bad, but I was very distracted by the whole ass, you know, song at the beginning, which mm. really, in the course of the film, makes no absolute sense. And we listen to the whole thing again <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. Um, it's only forever. Like it's so good. So that that whole thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Every note in this thing is just how much I love Bowie. I, I love this song. I, yeah, I wrote Bowie singing now, so I'm not criticizing this movie anymore. That's right, like I'm done. Like it's fine. It's eight hours. Of, I thought the same thing. I'm like, it's a lot of credits. Yeah. Um. So the owl looks bad, but the effect where it like turns into like off the credits and into the movie, I thought was kind of cool. At, at first, if you didn't know better, she really, it could be like a period piece. Like at first you see her running. Yeah, I was trying to think if I ever thought that. Like it, it's it was hard to think back. Like, what was my first watch of this? Did I you think probably that she saw was... it disjointed the first couple of times? Yeah. I feel like that's how I. I don't ever remember being like, oh, she's a whatever. She's in a fantasy world or something at the beginning, right? That's a wet okay. ass dog, though. So, like, I was a weirdo. I mean, I still am. I that was, I, but like, I was definitely like a weirdo who like played around like fantasy stuff like a lot, mm-hmm. even up until like probably too old of an age. But I don't think even I was gonna go to like a public place in full costume and read oh. dramatic monologues in public. This is what I thought that she's like. This is absolutely. I feel like at the time you would have been a real weirdo for doing this. Now yeah. she's cosplaying. That's all she's doing. Like yes. I don't but think she's that by that herself. Would, like, she's by like, herself, which is a little odd. But like, yeah, I think you could do that in a in in a city somewhere. Like, I don't feel I feel like people would just be like, all right, whatever. I don't know. In '86, I feel like that was no, real weird. <laughs> probably not in '86, but now I feel like that's like no way one more would common. talk to you at school if somebody busted you doing that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like. And then weren't we just talking about so like the book is the book. The book that she's reading then yes. is like the labyrinth and it's it. So we were just talking about that when we talked about Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story, yeah. So it's it's real wet. That dog's real wet. <laughs> oh, it's modern day because now she's running with jeans. And this neighborhood and street that she's running on, she only runs on them in this opening. It they are mm-hmm. so familiar to me. I don't They're know empty. if they they are really. empty. No one else is there. They didn't want to like pay any extras. Like she's very I made up that thing about her being isolated, but she's very isolated. Like there's very other few humans in this movie. Right. The running the whole running thing could have been like literally two shots. And she runs for a long time in the rain. But yeah. it could have been, oh, it's starting to rain running, and then she shows up at home wet. I feel like that's what would have been done if this movie were made now. Right. We but see she a just, lot they of just see okay, here's one neighborhood and she's, she's running like through. Whining. Here's another neighborhood Ooh, it's she's not running. Fair. Like yeah. she's running like a long way and we know yeah. like by the time she gets there that she's going to be in trouble. Yeah. That stepmother's sleeves though. <laughs> it's like a real, it's a real mm. look. Um, yeah. So that was supposed to be 
Beverly Rusher. So the overacting and the like teen drama of it all here. She's very overacting. She's very overacting, but it's also like very realistic, I feel. <laughs> like. This melodrama of like, it's not fair. You always go on dates. And then she's like, no, yeah. like it would be fine if you had friends. <laughs> like, right. Right. And she's a whole ass hour late. I can't do anything right. Like, that's all, like, really. So I was afraid I was going to have to make a note, like I talked about in Never Ending Story with the overacting, but I do feel like it gets better once she's, like, in the labyrinth. Yeah, I do, too. I, but this, all of this is pretty rough. Yeah, so then she's the dad. definitely presented as kind of a weird loner, which is unfortunate. Her chock full. Right away, we see the Marie Sendick books. We see Sir Didymus. We mm-hmm. see Ludo. Like, So I wanted to ask you about this. Because every time I see this, I should say this, every time I've seen this maybe as an adult, my mind goes to, this is like a Wizard of Oz remake, right? It's like, and you were there, and you were there, but it's all this crap in her room that she's seeing in her like fever dream of the baby being abducted. It could very easily be, she's just... She falls asleep and she dreams this whole thing, and that so could that's be the what movie. I was going to ask you. This is the first time that I ever thought about it like that because I don't think I've watched it super closely. Like even though I've mm-hmm. watched it a lot and had it on and stuff, I don't think I watched it that closely to like be thoughtful about it. And I do wonder. The case could be made that this is all her, her imagination. So she's got Sir Didymus. She's got the books. She's got the fire gang dude. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. got goblins and Hoggle, and there's mm-hmm. a figurine of Jareth. The dress that she wears is in one of the things. There's a picture of her famous actress mother with David Bowie. With David Bowie, yep. Like, there's so there's a wooden maze. There's an Escher painting. There's a picture yep. of the cleaners. Like, there's so many things in that bedroom that I just wonder what the thinking was behind all of that if it wasn't to imply that. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, right. And I, I mean, I think this goes farther than that i think in the end or it doesn't i don't know does it the ending is weird we can talk about that when we get yeah to we'll talk end. about it when we get but, there but i just I, every time i watch this i'm like is it supposed to be but if it's not then i don't know you could interpret it in a lot of different ways like is all right. that stuff because these things are real in this other world and it's been inspired by contact right. with the, the fae and contact whatever i don't know so but it, it does scream sort of, it's all a dream in this moment when you're panning across and seeing all this stuff, right. which I definitely didn't pick up as up as a kid. No, me neither. Certainly not. So the dad yells through the door and then he's like, okay, we're, she's like, go away. And then he leaves and she goes, oh, you really wanted to talk to me, didn't you? Like, what a butthead. This is such like a classic. <laughs> I remember she's really thing. delivering those lines. That's, yeah, that's she really is. Yeah. Um, that baby has boogies. <laughs> I didn't notice that. The baby has boogies a lot. The baby's like, not that little of a baby no and she is such a shithead and such a teenager she I wrote, is. she is when the baby had been particularly cruel to her i wrote bro it's a baby <laughs> there's no way that that baby who's maybe one at the most got your bear it was um up on your high shelf you asshole so right. if somebody took it it wasn't that baby right Ooh, the goblins are listening so do you think they okay. just hang out waiting i love this yes i love the cutting like when the goblin the first goblin wakes up Say what? <laughs> yeah, I love the cutting back and forth between the goblins and her, and I love the the way. This is one of the things I love about this movie is the dreamlike quality of it. Yeah. After watching this movie, it's kind of one of those things, and w- and then later on, when they actually start breaking into the scene where she is, and they're like behind stuff, and she turns around, and they're not there. 
They're yeah. like under the bed and stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of those things where you're like looking around them, like in your like, are there goblins in my house somewhere? I just am I gonna accidentally this. say the thing that? Yes, yes. And she says the thing. Is she gonna say it? No, that wasn't it. it just I love this yeah. cutting back and forth. She's gonna say it. Say what? And then, well, that did it. And she has mm-hmm. insta regret. Mm-hmm. So then there's like the poofy the, the outfit, this iconic outfit Holy with crap. the poofy okay. sleeves and the vest. The vest. I, I said, <laughs> are are you? Do you think vests are back? Are we bringing Vest back anytime soon? I don't know. I don't know about that. Mm. What? Why do you want? I don't know. Do you want to wear a vest? Like we could, do you want a vest? Yeah, I don't want a vest. Other people, I, I don't. My style is not style, but uh, <laughs> other people have style, and I just there's so many things that are like they come back around, but I haven't seen vests as one of those things. No, not in the way that she's wearing it. Yeah. So they steal the baby. Yikes, bro! They like leave a goblin. So this is another thing that as an adult with a child. No, oh, I hate that. When she turns around and the baby's not there, that is way different of a feeling than when you're and a kid she, watching like, this movie. she immediately knows mm-hmm. and her like gut drops out. Yes. Just like, <laughs> like mine does. And yeah, as a kid, I yeah. was like, ha ha, the baby's gone. The goblin's got the baby. And now I'm ah, like, fuck oh, you. fuck. Right. The baby's you're like gone. legitimately concerned. Has anybody uh-huh. changed that baby's diaper? Like, are we okay? Did you feed? Do you have, is it on solids? Do we know if it has any allergies? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, no. Bowie's the owl. Mm-hmm. And then my next note is just, oh my fuck, he's majestic. Oh, hi, Jareth. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) He's so perfect and stupid. These are things. (laughs) Man, those Bowie pants, though. The the junk is only at like a four out of ten here. It's dark. You can't. With (laughs) the sun sun, you can't really see it. Don't worry. There's ratings. Yeah. Okay. So every outfit is specifically designed for you to peep the junk, though, because Mm -hmm. every shirt is very short in the front. It's all very nipple length. Yep. is a real choice that mm-hmm. was made. That's some high-waisted pants. High-waisted. So um, he's got that crystal instead of the baby. So, okay. I love the crystal juggling. I the crystal juggling that. is super cool. And I want anything he's selling me. Paul is doing the movement. I <laughs> want you to be able to do that so bad. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I want, a lot of, I want a lot of things from David Bowie in this moment. But I probably don't want that. It's not even that sparkly. I probably don't even want that ball more than I want my kid back. True. So he's like, here, take this ball. And she's like, well, I actually kind of need my brother because then we get in like a lot of trouble probably. Yep. yep. And he says, don't defy me. And then he throws a snake at her and it's a scarf. So mm-hmm. that's a weird mm-hmm. <laughs> aggro vibe. And you're no match for me. And then, oh, suddenly her window is the labyrinth. Like yeah. we're outside. Yeah, yeah. That we was break a cool we break through the, cool the lighting moment. in this vision. The castle sort of scene is not good. They are lit very differently than the the backdrop that's behind them is lit. Yes, but... yes, where it's like in the background and they're having yeah. their conversation. Where he tells yeah. her, and he has the like clock over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and then she goes, "It doesn't look that hard." <laughs> yeah. So we meet Hoggle. We meet Hoggle, and he's peeing. Yep. And he's spraying weird fairies. Yep. Um, he's up to 60 of them, and he says, I'm cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Why is all the stone wet? Why is everything wet? Later, everything is glittery, but here, everything is wet. I don't know. It's just wet. I don't know. I don't know. How do you think Hoggle holds up? If he's got a lot of eyebrow action. I think he's okay. I don't yeah, think he he's too okay. bad. I think he's okay. Uh, there's a couple of shots of him where you see the back of his head, and you can sort of see like a seam or something. 
that I noticed later on. Oh, I, I was think for distracted. the most part, he's okay. I'm distracted by the when I look at his back, his vest has like a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. so that was like what I was looking at every time he turned around. I like how the the running gag of saying his name wrong. Thanks for nothing, Hogwarts. 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 That comes from something, which I immediately forgot because it was very British, but yeah. it comes from some other thing, some old Before things. This? I wonder if that's where we got Hogwarts from as well. But. Right. Well, on the shifting stairs and stuff of Hogwarts. Uh. Yeah. So now there's running music. Well, uh, for no the- reason, we're running. Well, before that, I she starts talking to Hoggle, and I like there was already sort of this circular questioning happening where she was saying something and getting the answer back that didn't really answer the question, and she answered another. Just the circular nature of everything in this movie, and the back to the you know you remind me of the babe thing. Yeah, and but it happens so often with like you know the characters in this movie who don't really tell you that it's very fairy like it's the fae it's, it, i love it the, about this movie the fae hello uh, did you say hello no i said hello <laughs> is just i love the fate. worm he's so tiny he's i so forgot tiny. that he's not in it more like he made such an impression mm. on me that mm-hmm. is okay so this is the part where i tell you that i have not one but two labyrinth picture books um for oh, my cool. children so one is a um just like a a board book and it's just the story mm-hmm. uh the like very abbreviated story and the worm is in that and then i have like a um here i can show you and i can put pictures of it so it's like a sort of a where's waldo book so every page is a different part of the movie oh, but nice. you have to find this things looks great it's so good oh, you so you have to up, find people. things on each page like this is perfect i'm buying this and you find the worm a couple times like he mm-hmm. made he really made like an impression on people and every page is toby in the book and the crystal ball and the mask but then there's like other things that you have to find on every page um so my kids really like this one we have to look at what this is a lot called? i'm buying um, it just like right labyrinth now. a discovery adventure and then i have the board book is pretty mediocre i mean my kids like it because i like it there's also a four series graphic novel um by Tokyo Pop, which is in my like wish list <laughs> oh. for, for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that picture book's pretty good. Um, if you have small people, or if you just want to, you should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should get it. But I it, that was funny to me because the worm in my head is like an enduring character, and he's literally only in it for like thirty seconds. There's a lot of eye moss in this part of the labyrinth. I like the eye moss. I love it. It's why is it so cute? And I feel like he has a personality. It is cute. It is cute. Um, and the I last one, to... it like shows it, and it's like looking at her, or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. But when she when she walks through the wall, that's like this is continually just the thing that hits right in my sweet spot. Like this sort of, it's a visual illusion. It's sort of a secret passage. Like right. but she has to, she just has to shift her perspective and also, shift her way she's seeing things, and she can walk through this wall. Like based, the worm I mean, is the not, literal. But, yeah, don't go that way. That'll lead you straight to the castle. Like <laughs> you know, he just doesn't. Yeah. Um, Everything about it. And there's so many times when she they can do something that they don't that they can't see. Right, um, yeah. I love so, that. So the just goblin shift your perspective. King, the goblin this king is, just chills with annoying goblins on chickens all day. Is that you what? remind me of the babe? This is where we're what at, right? Babe. <laughs> yeah. This is the pants are getting do you have a rating for the pants at this point? Oh, we're at like about there. in this scene we're at like a six. Yeah, we're like okay. at a six out of ten. Um here because there's it was much more light and the diff the top is different. Yeah. So, your mother is a fragging aardvark. Did you catch did. that? I don't your know why. Your mother is a fragging <laughs> I'm skipping maybe, but. No, 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 no. 
So wait, first we have to talk about. I love his corset. I love the what. I love his magic junk. Junk oh, magic no. junk. I wrote. We're still his here. His magic. His sweet medallion. I want one of his sweet medallions yep. on his chest. What the I fuck can't is pull this off song, that though? deep V chest he's got Slap going on? Slap that but... baby. Make him free. What? <laughs> what? But then we well, intersperse with. Okay, remember in Willow how Kevin Pollock was one of the brownies? Yeah. That is exactly who reminds me of these little these little like tile turners <laughs> oh, yeah. and he says mark the stones pasta fazool your mother is a fucking aardvark <laughs> yeah. um yeah so we can, the, let's talk about where bowie comes from what's the mythology of labyrinth here like is he is jareth a goblin is he like a goblin king, king? <laughs> but is he a goblin i is don't he know like, formerly human but got stuck there as a baby there is you know there's a novelization so that probably tells us a little bit more um but i have no idea and like that's my question to you is does he just like chill with goblins all day and chickens some of those goblins yeah he doesn't give a shit about them he's like (laughs) rude to everybody but like why is that your world if you have control over the world like can't you like have people around you like like, i don't understand we do i feel like that happens uh, in a lot of a lot of movies where there's like a bad guy is they're like surrounded by like creatures yeah. or this or that that are their minions, but they don't really like them. Mm-hmm. She realizes the marks are being changed. She's at a dead end. And then this is the hoggle again and the puzzle. The, not the puzzle, but who's telling the truth and who is. Yeah, this is a classic puzzle. She rocks it. Yeah, she does really good. And Hoggle's like, I don't get it. And I, at this yeah. point, was like, I am also too tipsy to understand, but I know I understand in general. <laughs> well, even the doors are like, wait, is that right? We don't understand. Yeah, they either. don't know. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> she gets it really quick, probably because yeah. she's read 800 Choose Your Own Adventure books. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have do. ever read, a, read yes. a riddle book, I had books that had this riddle, like Absolutely. some version that of this riddle. riddle of in one it. tells the truth, one tells mm-hmm. a lie is like yeah. very, very classic. But it doesn't actually matter because uh, she falls to the hands. She falls shaft. into the hands, and I just wrote absolutely not. Oh, I, hate I love it. this. So they're I freaky though. They are they're freaky. freaky. But there's something about the way they make the faces talk yes. with the hands. So oh, that's the so faces good. are super cool. But there's something about being grabbed by the disembodied hands that I super don't like. Yeah. Um, and I know that's like a really niche thing to have a creep about, mm-hmm. but they're like. I don't know. I it, It's in other things. And there used to be in like the 90s, like a Vaseline or something like a hand lotion commercial that was somebody walking on just hands. It was like a woman walking and it was just a sea of hands and they were like supporting her. And she was and it gave me I was like, I want to jump out a window. Like it made me what crowd, crowd surfing? I hated it. What? Crowd surfing. That's different. Because you can still see the people. Because you can still see the people. This was literally just disembodied hands. Oh, okay. I hate it. Okay. I don't know. Why? Where are they coming from? What do they belong? I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a stupid thing to not like, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. Okay. I do appreciate that the hands make cool mouths. They make cool faces. They They're do. pretty freaky. And then we end this up is one of the at. one of the two sections where I'm like, maybe this is too scary for sharing right now with my son. The hands can be kind of freaky. I'll I'll give you that. There's a couple of things that are kind of freaky. The oubliette is, you know, <laughs> I wrote- place for people to forget about them. As a kid, this is absolutely where I learned the word oubliette. This 100%. is why I know that word. Yes, things. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Hoggle wants the bracelet. She goes, I'm doing okay. She's all defensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, plastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's an oubliette broom closet, which. Oh, is... putting up. The, this is another one of those things. This yeah. sort of. I hate this word is so overused 
at the moment in like popular culture and social media, but the liminal nature of this movie where it's like, okay, we're going to put this door up. The door is like literally on the ground. He picks it up, puts it against the wall. Finds it it becomes, the wall. he opens it one way. It's in a broom closet and it opens like, Yes. Jimmy's it a little bit and opens the other way and now it's the way out. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Absolutely it's so it. good. And then they go to the wall of like the scolding he- Easter Island heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn back and he goes, oh, I wanted to say I never get to say it. <laughs> um, so Ludo's there and there's no way to free him without dumping him. Oh, I feel like we had a Bowie crotch close up in between here oh but first we have to do the door knockers and then we get to back to him <laughs> yeah yeah okay so we do the door knockers and one of them looks like mel brooks so <laughs> the ring in the mouth looks like mel brooks this is I, okay so this is the point in the movie where i was like i feel like i haven't spent enough time talking about how cool the actual practical effects of this movie are the yeah. way they made and we talked about a little bit like the eye moss things and all the details and all the different scenes. And yeah, it's super well done. The way they constructed the sets for all of these. Oh, the and sets these are door bonkers. knockers. Yeah. The door knockers are flexible. Yeah. They talk and absolutely look like they are metal door knockers that just happen oh, to move. And absolutely and, do. And, and they're so funny, and the guy can't hear because it's in his ear. Like the whole thing yes, is super yes. funny. So. I mean, it's Jim Henson, so... What makes her pick the one way over the other here, I feel like, oh, is unclear. She just goes... Yeah. She has to I'm plug his nose. To, yeah. So, because we just did a door picking, like, a little bit ago that had a purpose, right. and now we just pick. Jareth, this is where they threaten him, but what's funny is, like, they all they all call... He's like, Hoggart, and she goes, Hogwart, and then he goes, Hoggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets his name wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at, like, a seven. We're at, like, a seven out of ten here. <laughs> the garage closed. Oh, I wrote... I actually wrote, it's off the charts in this scene. <laughs> Yeah, I would like a clock with dagger hands. Dagger hands clock is pretty cool. I feel like we can make that happen for you. Mm. Um, So then if she kisses you, you'll be the prince of the land of stench. What a dick. (laughs) Oh, and then the fire guys. None of this makes none of this makes any sense. Like the way that this goes. Um, What in the actual fuck with these guys? I don't know, but this is, I think, the most freaky part of this movie. So freaky. So the green screen's bad, whatever. Yes. The But then they're, they're taking off each other's heads eyes. and throwing it the around. Eyes. The eyes. The I eyes wrote the eyeballs. Ah. Why? Yes. Yeah. No, so this I is like why. Also sprinkled in here is a very Elmo voice for yes. some of the fire. <gasps> oh, my God. I literally <laughs> wrote, somebody sounds like Elmo. <laughs> yeah. And get down with the fire game. What the sweet fuck I is this know. song? And why is it kind of a bop and it makes no sense? Like, I don't understand. Yes. yes. And they're sort of maybe Jamaican? Like, they're so- Like, in a weird way. I, yeah. And they like- I don't like the fireys. I don't like them. They're menacingly going to take her head off, and mm-hmm. none of that is good. So she chucks all their heads away, and Hoggle saves her. And then yep. now we get to the bog of eternal. I do kind of like when they're the heads are flapping, like she's at the top oh, of the wall. Their ears, they their like ears flap, flap up after they her, and they like taunt and then, her yeah. a final time. Yeah, um, that whole thing's. But it's I think that followed. would scare the shit out of my kids. <laughs> yes, the fi- that's that was what I was thinking about yeah. the fireys. But immediately after that. My son would be in swamp. love with the fart swamp. My it would be the funniest the funny shit in the world. Yes, a hundred percent. It's a straight up asshole in the fart swamp. There is a close up on bug farts. 
hundred percent. It is gross. Yes. And, and apparently I Prince just Charles found that really imagine funny. my son sitting and just being like, this is a fart swamp and it's literally farting. And this is the most hilarious thing in the world. So like, maybe the fireys would be okay because we'd have a this big farty distraction right after it or something. Farty distraction. Yeah. Yep. She's she tells Huggle, don't pretend to be so hard. She's actually like she becomes like they become really sweet with each other as the movie goes on, which I kinda like, and I feel like she's not overacting anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck this. We didn't bridge, even though. talk about her picking up Ludo before where Ludo was trapped and yeah, I That's yeah fine. she cuts him down. There's no way. Those to are like... weird little bitey things on the sticks. Oh, but... I hate that. It, it's, yeah. it's like no one even talks about it, but I hate it. <laughs> little naked weasels or something. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Sir Didymus. Mm-hmm. And he's so cute. I love his little like whisker, like his like whisker mustache. <laughs> Is he a fox or a dog? He's a fox. Okay. According to the internet. Oh, okay. So, and you can't you can't pass without my permission. Mm-hmm. And finally, she realizes, what if we just ask him? Which is a total Monty Python gag yeah. that, like, Terry Jones just must have liked enough to put in this, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, man, fuck this bridge. Like, yep. no thank yep. you. And that's all terrifying. we have to have Ludo co- co- command the, the rocks here. Ludo bellows and the rocks move. And she's, he's that's like, That's a moment are- where you need to turn your bass up. On your sound system and jack the whole thing because it's great. That sound is oh, great. Yeah. I love it. And he's just, she's like, "Are you, the, you made the move? And he's like, rocks are friends. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, of course. <laughs> I wonder yep. if my kids saw that. I feel like there's a good chance they would try to call the rocks because we have a lot of rocks in this house that are now friends. <laughs> yes, we do too. We have house rocks uh-huh. and pocket rocks. There's rocks everywhere. We see Ambrosius for the first time. I love him. It farts Merlin on every Ambrosius. rock. When Ambrosius they, like, is like Merlin's second name. That's where yeah. that comes from. It is. Um, when they call the rocks and they jump across them, it farts on every single. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Huggle tries to ditch the peach. It doesn't work. Yeah, I can um, see all that. Here's the thing. Never eat in a foreign land. Never eat in the Fey world. <laughs> if she has read as many books as we are led to believe, then right. she, should, she, know was, she should know better than she to eat have... in the land. Why a peach? Why do you think it's a peach? I, it's I don't a have butt. an answer for this. I, I don't just... know. Because it's sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I just was curious if you thought there was a reason why they would choose a peach instead of like no. If they were gonna go like mythology, else. they should have chosen a pomegranate, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. That well, minus, minus five on the peach. Yeah. Anyway, it tastes strange. Oh, really? Weird. Huggle, what did you do? <laughs> um. So then we have a peach fever dream with contact juggling and bubbles, and now we're in the bubble and yeah. this whole thing. I, what What is real? What is not? How do you feel about a masquerade, Beth? Okay, you know how I feel about masks. Yeah, so that's why I'm asking. But watching them on screen, I could be fine with it. Like, I'm fine with this. Would you go to this? I want to go to this mask. I want to go to this and I want to fuck David Bowie in that outfit so bad. I don't feel like I need to tell you that. He is 10 out of 10 here. Okay. He Uh is like a big, white, fluffy owl man. Uh And I'm super into it. Um, and she, she's like 14 no that I'm not into she looks mm-hmm. incredible that dress is beautiful the, I remember being obsessed with the way that her hair is the teased hair, up her hair is and the like, cool yeah, like yeah. ribbons and flowers and mm-hmm. dazzled shit that they just they just stuck it right on top because that thing is shellacked so hard <laughs> that they just like think it's just um, um, Frankenstein's bride but it goes backwards instead but like of up. it's just <laughs> So and she's so like pretty and she still looks like age appropriate like she's not like like glammed out or sexed out like in the way that yeah. they sort of did with um Mia Sarah Mia and Legend yeah. like yeah. and they like gave her cleavage to her belly button like she still looks 
14 or whatever. It's just so swoon worthy to me. But yeah, it's an eyes wide shut party. And so that's weird. Um, <laughs> and like, I think I wrote somewhere in here. Oh, I think I wrote it later the next time he sings to her. The songs are the things, this part and then later when he sings to her, where you're like, this vibe does not really necessarily go with the rest of the vibe in terms yeah. of their interactions. Because yeah. she's like transfixed and maybe she wants a smooch and like he's a grown ass man, presumably. I mean, we don't yeah. even know if he's really a human, but right. I right. mean, he presents as one. So that's weird. But it's very swoony for me. And then she smashes the chair in the bubble. She like figures it out because she's yeah. super tough and smart. She's super tough and smart. And then we go to a garbage I mean, pile. the junk lady. For the junk lady. Garbage lady distraction, question mark? So then we see more of her bedroom. I like this a lot. I, I like the junk lady sort of gambit of she lures her into this room and is making her into another junk lady with all her, like she keeps piling this stuff yeah, on her. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're going to need this and you're going to need that and you're going to need this. And that slowly piles up like you can see. I think it would have been cool if they had done a little bit more makeup transformation with You know, you're her. I, Yeah, because that wasn't really a thing that I got. So if they would have done it like one step further, that would have been cool. And she yeah. could have kind of shaken that off, too, because they just physically transformed her. Yeah. Like back to her like labyrinth self. Like, right. That would have right. been cool. But then she has a moment where she realizes and yells, I have to save Toby. Acting. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. there's a lot of moments where you see her look kind of middle distance, really like fresh faced ingenue look on her face. And that's when she's like realizing something. And then she like yells what she realized. That happens kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. So she has that moment. Uh, Didymus and Ludo help save her. There's like a giant metal monster in the Goblin City. Because <laughs> why not? Yep. Uh, Goblin Can City I- also completely empty, presumably because every goblin is getting not getting down with the fire they're dancing magic dance yep yeah yeah there's a big but then we go to the chaotic goblin city battle yeah well first hoggle first hoggle stops the the metal monster and gives the worst apology ever and is forgiven (laughs) they're at the goblin city jareth totally knows they're there he's just like watching from up there like interesting Mm -hmm. i think we're gonna make it no why there's lots of weird chaos here yeah there is um you were talking about the detail in the house that they go into, the goblin house that they go into to get away, there is a screaming face in the corner of the wall on the outside. It is super random and super cool. There's mm. tons of weird little shit in that goblin city. It's all like yeah, crooked and I weird. I didn't see that one, but supposedly there's faces all over this movie. Yeah, there's faces uh, all over. So I just like that was we didn't really even cool. talk about the one that was the lined up rocks that make the face that Hago walks through at one point where it's the oh, perspective right, face. Yeah. And, oh, I yeah. forget what they called that, but yeah, that yeah, was like kind yeah. of an uh, a new thing when they did that. This is just this is just a shit show. And then for some reason we remember that Ludo can call the rocks and he does. Yeah. But, but Yoda's in one of the windows too. Oh, I didn't see that. Like before the battle starts, Yoda's in the doorway of one of the if you like the, Ludo walks by and you okay. see Yoda for a minute. Um, we go bowling for goblins mm-hmm. uh, here. And yeah, so what's Jareth's deal? He's just looking down on all this chaos and mm-hmm. just whatever. The party room's empty. She says, no, I have to face him alone. Yeah, it's fate rules. That's what I wrote. It, it, that's she, the it's way it's rules. done. And she goes, because that's the way it is done. And they go, well, uh-huh. that's the way it is done. That is the way you must do it. Right. That's fate rules. So then we get to the Usher room and he's upside down. And then again, this song, which This like, was one of my favorite parts of this movie. It's so good. I move the stars for no one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just as you can be so cruel. It's but again, like this whole weird thing is making it feel like are we in a romantic situation? Is she yeah. does she break your little She's heart? She's being ensorcelled or something. Yeah, it's a weird thing that only happens during those two songs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen when they're talking to right. each other. She's not like entranced by him. Like it they don't have any sort of like tension or sexual any vibe or energy when they're just talking, but then there's these like slightly romantic David Bowie songs in there and he is so sexual. Be, yeah, so like yeah. it just is like a funny it like doesn't like hit perfect for the yeah. rest of the vibe. I mean, I'm in don't come into it, don't get me wrong. But it doesn't like match the vibe of the rest of their interactions, which I think is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I am down to eat a peach and be in Sorcels. <laughs> any day like don't get me wrong like i would live in that ball with Eaten all those peach. weird eyes wide shut people I feel like that's something else um, yeah i i you know so um <laughs> happy pride everybody happy pride, um, everybody. <laughs> i like i just like what with the stairways and the escher thing that was always again i have books of illusions you know when i was a kid of riddles and right. those visual illusions again and like and he does the cool like walking when up. he walks around yeah, the so stair- cool. yeah oh that's awesome so she jumps and then there's more bad green screen and that like breaks everything apart and he's here here he is in the full white outfit and the junk has fully blossomed 10 out of 10 yeah <laughs> i was <laughs> gonna say the return of Grifoli's crash pants yes this is exactly this is he's fully like blossomed funky, it's ripe now funky white <laughs> It is. <laughs> this is gross. This whole conversation is gross. I read something that they did the cod piece because what's his pants doing the contact juggling had to be like real personal in there and they like put like like um like potpourri in the cod oh, piece. Man. Okay. And that's probably not true, but like I want it to be true. So I'm yep. gonna headcanon that. Every forever. morning I put potpourri in my cod piece before I head out the door. <laughs> It's just polite, you know what I mean? It's just like, the thing you're supposed to do. Didn't your parents teach you? Everybody knows. <laughs> Put some air freshener in your junk. Um, she starts the monologue. Oh, sachet, that's like a, that's two, 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 sachet with my sachet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. I'm exhausted. No power over me. Your, I'm exhausted living up to your expectations. <laughs> it makes me, it gives me very Rocky Horror. Even smiling makes my face ache. Uh, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh man. Could we do like I could do in my head? I could see a whole like Jareth and um Tim Curry as as Frankenfurter scenario. Hundred percent. There's some. They're fan from the out same. There. Yeah. They're they're in the same font. That would be great. <laughs> okay. So this is this is where I realized that this is where I became a kinkster because fear, fear me, love me, do as I say, and I'll be your slave. And I'm like. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, guess we know why I am the way I am. Uh-huh. Um, and then she finally remembers you have no power over me, which I feel like is not that hard of a line to remember. No, it's not. So I don't know why that's so hard for her. But then clock, feathers, fabric, owl. Bad owl CG We're back again. home. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool fade. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at least he didn't like melt. Like, I. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, he was supposed to like. She was supposed to like physically beat him. Yeah, and like he was supposed Better to like. Oz, you mean? He no. was. She was supposed to like beat him, and he was gonna like turn into like a goblin. Like, and then we would see that. He oh, was, so like, he's a goblin. a goblin. But okay. that was in one of the many iterations. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's that was one of your 
facts. Yeah. There were many. So, we didn't really talk about that, but I also thought that there were, I had heard that there were many right. different. So she's back in the living stuff. room. Does she not immediately feel the loss? Because I do. Like of the magic world. Like you're back in your boring ass house. <laughs> Why am I back like in this Laura boring Ashley ass house? Laura Ashley fucking wallpaper and you're like, uh, okay. But she decides to give Toby the lens. Oh, sleepy Toby. He's so sleepy. And she so has cute. grown as a person and it's learned true. her lesson. We see her statue, and then Ludo says goodbye, Sarah. In and the then we have a weird girls just want to have fun dance party. Uh huh. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't look. The ending of this movie is not good. I th- I'm gonna say it's not good. But here's what I want to say to you: Every now and again, for no reason, I need you. Like that is that like she just needs to escape into the fantasy world? Is that what she just needs to like have those friends? Like I don't know. What that sure, means, but all of that. sure, any of it, all of it. But um, the rambla- random goblin bedroom dance party is not a good ending. Why are we all friends now? Yeah, I like, don't know. Because the fireys are there. There's goblins yes. there. Yes. I mean, the fireys were definitely like scary before. Did I miss Monster Play Scrabble? <laughs> um, and then the owl's watching outside. So yes. are we meant to believe that she just gets to like hang out with them whenever, whenever she, she wants. wants to? Because that is the ideal ending for me. Okay, but if it's I not... could, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying personally, selfishly, if I can't escape mm-hmm. to the ball in a bubble, then perhaps I could have occasional dance parties and think that he's watching me from an owl and he might swoon in at any moment. Or maybe, maybe she's actually still ensorcelled and she hasn't even gotten back to her room. Oh, this could be a whole I just, other I don't vision. Know, I'm talking my ass, yeah. I mean, for Labyrinth Two, they was some murmurings about Labyrinth Two, but I don't know if it's. How could you do it without Bowie? Oh, who knows? Right, I'm not interested. <laughs> but did it really happen, or is it all dream? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Because <laughs> random goblin bedroom dance party. I don't like the ending to this movie. I'm sorry. I love this movie. I love Labyrinth. I love like 99% of it. I even like when she's talking to them in the mirror at the end and they're having that like goodbye moment. Yeah. Of like she's peering through the mirror into. So you're only mad at the last literal credit. I'm literally like mad minute. at the credits. Yes. Of let's dance around. They, I don't know. It just seems like, oh, we have all these Muppets. Let's get another shot with all the Muppets. I don't know. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> right. Does it go on your canon? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. I think soon. I really think soon. I'm I still conflicted about too. the hands and I'm conflicted about the fireies. Yeah. I think I we'd tried, be okay. I tried to show it to my nieces when they were smaller and it was, I hadn't seen it in a long time and also I was like a dumb early 20s human. It was a little too much for them in that moment, but I mm-hmm. feel like. With my own kids, I know better what they can handle, so I would like to think I'll have a better idea of when it's time. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's a couple creepy parts. But also, like, there's some creepy shit in some of the other, like, you know, in Princess and the Frog, which my kids like, there's the whole mm. voodoo thing. And they, you know what I mean? Like, scary mm-hmm. stuff happens. Yeah. Um, And other stuff that they watch. So so maybe soon. Yeah. Soon but for my me. Kids have watched, for me. My kids have watched Dance Magic Dance. Like, they've seen that part that song comes on um sometimes on like pandora and i sing it and i talk about david Bowie endlessly so and we've read the book a lot so they um yeah you have that too i just i did i honestly while we were recording i bought that book so he'll he'll yeah well and he'll enjoy i mean it's you know juvenile but he'll enjoy the um the finding the stuff i think so 
And it kind of tells you the story. So, we didn't talk about David Bowie throwing that baby up in the air. He throws either. that baby up and it becomes a doll, like <laughs> very obviously. Doll. It becomes a yeah, Cabbage yeah, Patch yeah. Kid, too. It's not even remotely the right size. <laughs> no, it's not. Let uh, that baby make He's very free. carefully, like, going back he and is, forth. He and then they cut to the wide knows, shot and he's just, like, swinging yeah, it up. <laughs> Bowie obviously knows how to, like, hold a baby. And he's like, I am uncomfortably swaying with this child. Mm-hmm. But then he just throws it in the air. Yep. Um, whole thing's ridiculous. Were all of the goblins once babies? Like, do they just turn yeah, see, magically? Like, we don't know. I give I dare you to read the novelization and let us know. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. That feels like that could be bonus content my, of so my homework. I really think we have a lot of stuff this year that I'm gonna end up showing my son that hopefully by the time we do like the first of the year episode next year, uh, we can I'll start sh- to start talking about Here's what happened. <laughs> Which song do you like the best, Paul? Out of this movie? Mm-hmm. Dance Magic Dance. <laughs> what? That's not a question. I mean, it is a question I just asked you. Oh, what's your favorite song? I don't know, man. Um, I I mean, Dance Magic Dance is, is the most notable one. That's the one that sticks but... with you the long. I feel like you just... Yeah, I but I, I mean, all of them... I don't know. It's only forever. I don't know. I like all... Perfect. On that note, thanks everybody. It hurts like hell. Really, it hurts, but it hurts like hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucking dumb. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online. Uh, find us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/NerdCanon. Um, email us with suggestions. We'll see you in two weeks with salute your shorts. Yeah, we're swapping things around. So yeah, we're swapping things around. So we already we lied about that last because time, but... we. Uh... You have guests, right? Because we have a guest coming, um, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be really fun. So until next time. Keep the nerd alive.